what a vibe. What an absolute vibe that is to start the show. Welcome back. It's episode 11 of Rambling and Sports Gambling. I am your host yet again, Nick Buckley. Glad to have everybody listening here. Full slate this weekend. I mean, I woke up on Monday. I looked ahead to the future for this week. And you look at the forecast and you say, wow, I don't have to plan anything for the weekend because triple header of NFL playoffs Saturday, triple header of NFL playoffs Sunday, college football playoff on Monday. We're set. I mean, I literally just couldn't be happier. What a great way to enter into the NFL playoffs. What a great way to wrap up the college football season. Here we go. Let's get into it. We, we're back to our traditional format here. We have some questions from the gallery. Um, longtime listener, but not very active here as far as being a part of the show. We have Travis Martin. First question, he says, over, under for Jonathan Taylor's rushing prop. 82 yards versus the Bills. Which way do you like it? Under, Big Chief. It's the under. Let me tell you why. One, Bills Mafia. Always a reason. Doesn't matter what you're talking about. Anything regarding the Bills, Bills Mafia. Second, my boy Allen, he's going to be throwing this thing all over the field. Teeter, teeter, teeter. 21-0. Time for the Colts to run the ball. Sorry, take that back. Time for the Colts to throw the ball instead. Not going to get a lot of touches. I think he's still going to get a decent amount of yards, but he's not going to get the 82 and a half. Under. Second question comes from Luke McCann. He says, I'm coming in on Bills and Bucks. Six-point teaser. Who messes this up for me? And Josh Allen. So it only leaves one individual. Thomas Louise Brady. Just kidding. He ain't messing it up. That's a lock. Six-point teaser on that one. Bring that thing to the bank. Number three comes from Jake Brown, a.k.a. the Brown Man. He says, what is your betting philosophy for 2021? This hurts me to say, and I am a little embarrassed to admit this, especially as the host of Rambling and Sports Gambling. But I decided instead of quantity, I'm going for quality this year. So, so far, I've limited myself to one bet per day. Well, I said 10 bets per week initially, but I've kind of stayed on the one bet per day. And I'm going to jinx it, but I'm recording here on Thursday afternoon. And I am, oh, sorry, it's Friday afternoon. And I am 4-0 this week. So you're probably going to jinx the hell out of it. But that's my betting philosophy. More quality, less quantity. Number four comes from Jack. He says, <laughs> uh, this, one, this one cracked me up when I saw it. Teach me how not to lose. You listen to the wrong podcast, sir. Number five comes from loyal listener and avid fan, Gannon. He says, is it too early to bet on golf? Uh, for my non-golf fans, this is the first tournament of the year, the Century Tournament of Champions in Hawaii. It's never too early to bet. Has anyone, no one's ever asked that question about any other sport. Opening weekend of football, no one ever says, mm, is it too early to bet on football? No. Too early to bet on golf? No. Go ahead and lock in your bet there, Gannon. <laughs> this one also cracked me up. Liked this one a lot. This comes from Blake. He says, no question, really just more of a statement. Just let our friend Mike know that I buried him. <laughs> buried. Put him in the grave. BMAC says, how do you side on line, live lines and how do you find value in that? Uh, you're asking the wrong person. Um, <laughs> I like... Texans live 
first drive punt. I believe it went, someone can check me if they want to, pretty sure it went 16 for 16 this year. I don't think they scored on the first drive the entire season. So I think that was 16 for 16. But as far as finding value consistently, I think it's all about the, the team that you think is going to win and or the better team going down early. And then just value betting and getting them at a much lower line. So let's say Baylor's losing to Oklahoma State in basketball. They you know they started on a on a thirteen to four run. The line was initially ten. You can probably get Baylor at minus four. So coming in at that point, I think is a is a pretty good value. Um, that's typically what I do. But again, I'm trying to limit myself to ten bets per week. Uh, last question uh, comes from Paley, and I appreciate these live questions. He says, best time of the year to golf, in your opinion? I think it's the spring. I think it's right after we do the whole time flip thing where the days are longer again. I like that. It's still a little cool before it gets 140 degrees every day, but then you can play until 830. I think that's absolutely wonderful. Shout out, Tyler, for a good time on the New Year's Eve. So that is our mailbag. Uh, Quite a variety anywhere from NFL prop bets, talking parlays, teasers letting our bookies know that we buried them great time here and we have some absolute locks again for the last college football game of the year That's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to party like some freaking rock stars once we go 6-0 this week on the NFL playoffs. That's it. The Big Pig Nick segment is all six games of the NFL playoff wildcard weekend. You are welcome. Here we go. Bills, Colts, first game on Saturday. Love it. Absolutely love the Bills here, minus the 6.5. Again, the reason we like the Bills is the Bills Mafia. Number two. Allen to Diggs, elite connection. Keep in mind, I, I as a Saints fan, I obligatory have to hate Diggs for the Minneapolis miracle. So for me to say that that's an elite connection, one, hurts my soul, but two, I have to mean that. So anyway, elite connection, I don't know who's going to stop that defensively for the Colts all day long. Um, and then you look at the Colts, you're like, well, okay, so there's a lot of good things for the Bills. What do the Colts do well? Philip Rivers and his 14 kids. Unfortunately, the kids don't play, so that doesn't really help them that much. But here we go. The word clutch and Philip Rivers have never been used in the same sentence. So we're going to hit him with the good old fashioned fade, no cover, Bills minus six and a half, lock it in. Next game. And th- uh, this is the worst game of, of, of the weekend, I think. Rams, Seattle. We already see this game. I feel like, I think these two teams literally play 14 times a year. I feel like anytime I turn on a 3.30 game on in like the middle of like September, October, November, is a Rams-Seahawks. They say they play other teams. I don't think they do. I think this is the only team they play. Um, so it's still up in the air if Goff is going to play. Based on the line, Seattle minus three. I have to assume he is going to be playing. Um, so we'll we'll see. If, if Goff doesn't start, John Walford will start. I'll tell you this. I saw this on Twitter, so I can't take credit for it. But his LinkedIn page is solid, real solid. Filled it out as far as work history goes. I sent him a request for a connection. So we'll see if he accepts me. We'll update on the next show if that happens. 
But either way, it doesn't matter if Goff or Wofford's playing like Seattle minus the three. Uh, the two times they actually did play, both teams won at home. I know it doesn't really matter without the fans, but Seattle 7-1 at home this year compared to whatever else is left on the schedule. They're not 7-1 away. Um, I think the real um, X factor here, Russell Wilson's experience in the playoffs and going to big games. I mean, golf's been to a Super Bowl, but he didn't perform. What they scored six points. It's like the lowest scoring Super Bowl ever. I actually think that's factual. But really, there he was terrible. So anyway, Russell Wilson, Seahawks, minus three. Again, worst game of the weekend. Not excited about watching it. We'll watch it. Seattle minus three. Last game of the day on Saturday. It is the Bucks versus the football team. People make fun of the football team's name. I actually think it may be the second best after the Saints, obviously. Second best name in football, the football team. No confusion what these guys do. Imagine you go to dinner and someone says, what company you work for? And you say, Buckley Incorporated. That could mean anything. You could work anywhere. But when you say, my employer is the football team, People know what that means. I like it. Very logical, very sensical, nice job. After giving kudos to their name, they're going to get slapped. They're going to get slapped around all day long. Slap job. Bang. Chase Young. Oh, God. Why? Why? Decides, yeah, he says, quote, yes, give me Tom Brady. I want to tackle Tom Brady. I don't know if he's never watched sports. He's not familiar with sports. That never works. You calling out the other team's best player or guaranteeing a win, anything along those lines, never works. It's never worked in the history of sports. Stop doing it. As soon as I saw that on Monday or Tuesday, I locked in this thing. Bucks minus eight. This is my most confident play in the NFL playoff slate. I mean, they just have everything going for him. Obviously, Tom Brady's history, being a champion, he like knows what to do, what to expect. The only thing I think they're seeing that keeps this close, at least for the first half, is my boy Riverboat Ron. I think he'll come out with a couple of trick plays, dial it up on fourth down, maybe get something going. But other than that, this is going to be a route. I think this thing gets ugly, ugly. I'm thinking like 35, 14, somewhere in that range. Sunday, we kick off Ravens-Titans. I think this is the best game of the week, actually. These two teams are very, I think, equal. Obviously, they play different styles, but I think they're very equal in terms of who could win. I think if they play 10 times... Each one wins five times. Ravens, though, they are playing their best football of the season at the right time. 5-0 against the spread in their last five games. Same can be said for the Titans, though. Not 5-0, ATS the last five. But Derrick Henry just going off right now. Absolutely going off. Eclipsed the 2,000-yard mark last season. We saw last year these two teams played. How do you stop him in the playoffs? If he's able to run wild again, which obviously limits possessions for Lamar Jackson, there's not really a scenario where the Ravens win this game. And then let's talk about this. If Lamar Jackson loses again in the very first game of the playoffs, do we start drawing Giannis comparisons? Where this guy is fantastic in the regular season and then just can't get it done in the spotlight. Much like Giannis. That's why I have Giannis outside my top 10 in the NBA. Not a good player, much like James Harden said. His only skill really is him being tall and him dunking. He really can't do anything else. Um, so we'll see about Lamar Jackson. I hate to put him in that category. I think he's a great kid. Anyway, we'll see what happens. 
Titans plus three is the play, though. I think they upset the Ravens again. Hometown team, Saints, Bears. Everyone's expecting me to say Saints plus 10, and you're wrong. You're wrong. You ain't never watched a Saints game before. Saints don't blow out anybody. They don't. They are the absolute kings of giving you a heart attack. They could be up 64 going to the fourth quarter. They'd win by one. That's what they do. That's what they've always done. That's what I'm expecting. I could easily see them being up 10 going to the fourth quarter, like 28-17. Chicago kicks a field goal. They should go down and score a touchdown. The minute left, don't get the two. 28-26, Bears covered easily. Love, love Bears plus 10. The Saints just don't do it. The only thing that may give them a chance at a cover, which I still don't think they do, is that supposedly Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara are playing, which is literally only the second game all season they've both played. So that would be big. Also, best thing that could happen for the Bears, and literally in my worst nightmare, I have nightmares. I go to bed, I wake up wanting to cry when I see Taysom Hill on the football field. That man should never see the field, ever. There is no reason for that man to be on a football field. If anyone like to call, text, page, Instagram, tweet, Facebook, Instagram Messenger, Snap, anything, any good reason why this man should be on the field, I am open to listening, but there are none. He's just not good at football and should be cut. Bears plus 10. Last game of the weekend, a little Sunday night action. Steelers minus the six versus the Browns. And I really... I don't like doing this. I'm a, I'm a Browns guy. I like Baker Mayfield. I like Beckham. I like Landry. I like the boys out there on the Browns. But here's the thing. And it's what we've seen all year. If you don't practice, if you don't get reps, your squad's got the COVID. Coach isn't going to be there. Things just don't go well. That's why you have a coach and players in the first place. Like They have to be there for you to be successful. Um, they haven't practiced yet. And it is now Friday night. A little one little rinkadink practice on Saturday if they even get one in. I don't think that's going to do it for them. Steelers minus six. Steelers seven to one at home as well. I know it doesn't matter because there's if there is fans, very few. But they're seven to one at home, so that has something about them. And also they have something to prove here. I mean, they started eleven zero, one and four to finish the season, to finish twelve and four, playing on wild card weekend. Hmm. They have something to prove here. So wrap it up, Steelers. Minus six versus the Browns. That's six and zero. I don't see a scenario where that doesn't go six and zero. You're welcome for the free money, folks. I've been smoking gas and I got no. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight M's in my bank account. Yeah, 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 in my bank account. Okay, bangers only head into the mortgage moment. You love to hear it. Let's put some M's in my bank account. Mortgage moment, speaking of M's, double M, mortgage moment, what's good? This this one's t- going to be tough for me to say, but I like it, kind of, but I love it. Ohio State plus the eight in the national championship game. If you thought I wasn't going to come on here on this show and not talk about college football in the last game of the year, you are whack, whack. Ohio State plus eight. Let me tell you why I like it. One, the lines move that way. I love plus eight compared to plus seven. But the fact is, Alabama's only played two full 60-minute games all year. Where they had the starters in is what I mean. 
the Ole Miss game at the beginning of the season, somehow Ole Miss always gives them problems. But they played the starters to the end in a game Alabama won 63-48. Oof, not good defense. The other game was the Florida game at SEC Championship, which they won 52-46. Oof, not good defense. Ole Miss and Florida aren't nearly as good as Ohio State is at really any position. Um, also, Justin Fields is better than any quarterback they've played this year. So I worry about that. Um, even in the Notre Dame game, yes, it was, I mean, that wasn't really close. It was 31-14. But, I mean, they coasted in the second half. They, they were up big. They cashed our 1-H bet. And then they really took their foot off the pedal. That That's not going to happen here. They're going to play all 60 minutes, and I worry about that defense holding up the whole time. I don't think it does. You look at how well Justin Fields is throwing the deep ball specifically. That's the weakest part of Alabama's defense is that secondary, especially on the long ball. I don't think they're going to be able to control that all night. When it's not there, he's going to be able to run. They haven't really played anybody all season that runs as well as Justin Fields does. And the thing about the plus eight, man, that leaves a big back door open. I mean, as long as they're within 15, they're they're within covering distance at any point during the game. Love it. One of the other things that Ohio State has going for it is the running game. Really come on strong here the last couple of games. Trey Sermon's last three games, 112 yards, 331 Big Ten all-time record, and 193 versus Clemson. I like it. I like it. Yes, Alabama's been fantastic. Yes. A little counterintuitive. I'm playing Bama first half, minus four. But then I think some adjustments are made for Ohio State. They come out hot, make this thing a ball game, cover, backdoor. Yeah, 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 winners only. Last game of the season. I have. I want to take a second here just to say how much absolute joy I had this college football season. Very profitable. If you played all the picks, I don't know how many units are up, a decent amount. But just getting the text from you guys, you know, letting you know that we're all watching these games together. We're yelling at the TV. They're not going for it on fourth and one when they're up two. And we have, a, you know, a four-point line. We need another field goal, and they're putting this thing away late in the fourth quarter. I'm yelling at the TV, too. I, I want you all to know that I want your bets to win. David Dickens, you put together a 19-parlay that has no chance of cashing. I'm still cheering for you. I want you to win. And that has just brought me a lot of joy here during the college football season. This is it. Monday, it's over. We'll see it again in August, but for now, this is it. This has been your last college football mortgage moment, and we will be transitioning to another sport starting next episode. As always, thank you for listening. If you haven't subscribed on Spotify already, please do so. Peace, love, blessings. I'm your host, Nick Buckley.